Mamas on a Mission is a podcast bringing you bold and ambitious women. Grab a coffee and let's meet Melbourne mamas who are showing the world and their kids that the mission is possible. I'm your host, Holly, the Chief Mama of Motherhood Melbourne. Hey, Mama, I hope you're well-rested and ready to dig into this episode. Before we do, I just want to say a thanks to all the kind-hearted mamas that share this podcast, send me the loveliest of emails, DMs, write a review and comment on the posts about it. Between wiping baby bums, having smushy food fly at me and chasing my runaway toddler, I am happy dancing in my active wear. If you'd like to see that, take a screenshot of this app, share it in your Insta stories and tag Motherhood Melbourne. Then I might just pull out my killer mama moves for you. Watch out. No, honestly, I love that you're getting so much out of the Mission Mamas featured. They're seriously rad and I'm glad you all now know that too. And today's guest is all kinds of rad. Helen Parker is the founder and the CEO of The Babes Project. It's an organization that supports and empowers vulnerable women throughout their pregnancy, birth, and in their first year of parenting. At the age of 20, Helen was unexpectedly welcomed into motherhood. This was a turning point for her, and so began Helen's mission. Helen is on a mission to ensure that all Australian women are afforded access to information, support, and the understanding needed to make great decisions about her life and that of her child. Helen and the hardworking team at The Babes Project want to empower a generation of strong mothers to raise great children. Seriously, I have chills, and I know you'll love hearing more about Helen and The Babes Project. Let's meet Helen. Hi, Helen. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, excellent. Well, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better before we really dig into things. So I'd love to start with what is your coffee order? (laughs) I love my coffee, especially (laughs) in the morning. Uh, At the moment, it's a skinny latte. Um, I'm sometimes a long Mac girl, but yeah, loving the skinny lattes at the moment. Oh, excellent. How many are you having per day? (laughs) I'm trying to keep it to one, but I do have a pour over in the morning. So sometimes it's two. Oh, excellent. Mine's about four. So (laughs) you're doing well. You're doing well. I have children than me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully as they get older, the coffees get less. (laughs) Yeah. And what about, where are you drinking this uh, latte? Are you visiting any cool cafes? Well, there's a couple near our work where I um, live in the area as well. So I'm Often dashing down to Ascenza in Croydon, and there's another one as well, Blackwork. Um, so they're the they're the good locals at the moment. So that's nice to have them handy. Oh, good. And what about your favourite family friendly place? Yeah, well, my girls are a bit older, so I've got two teenagers. So we're definitely uh, lovers of the beach. So always good in summer, and it's nice um, having the weather starting to turn. Um, that we can spend more time at the beach together. So that's always good. Oh, lovely. And what about your current binge? What are you listening to or reading or watching? Uh, Usually I'm probably a Netflix murder mystery girl, um, but I need some good recommendations because I've I've just finished my um, usuals. And so probably my binge at the moment is a book that we're reading as a team and it's called Fierce Leadership by 
Susan Scott. We've done her other one, uh, Fierce Conversations, so now we're doing Fierce Leadership. Great book. Oh, excellent. Um, I have a confession. I actually don't have Netflix. So, yeah, I I know, I know, crazy. So I can't help you with any recommendations. I've heard they're all good. I haven't seen any. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Fine. yeah. I just, I live under this rock. Yeah. Where we don't have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> one day. Yeah. One day. And so what about simple self-care ritual? What are you doing? One little thing for yourself. Um, I'm probably, I probably love to refuel on my own with maybe a glass of wine and I've got the cutest kitten ever. Ah. Um, yeah, What's his name? Her name's Luna. Um, and we did that by accident, but if you know my last name, it's Parker. So Luna Park. Oh, (laughs) that's cute. So cute. Yes. Oh, excellent. Lovely to find out a bit more about you. And I'm really looking forward now to getting into it. So could you please start off with sharing the Babes Project? It's really inspired by your personal experience. So what was your welcome into motherhood like and what was your life at the time like? <laughs> well, my welcome into motherhood was an interesting one. I never really planned to be a mum. I was young and wanted a career and um, had uh, begun my uni course, which was in architecture, um, and I was quite driven in that space and um, I did have a boyfriend at the time and so towards the end of my second year um, I started dating him and by the beginning of my third year of architecture I found out I was pregnant. I also started to realise I guess that the relationship wasn't going so great and uh, that sort of Uh, was very clear when uh, chatting to him about um, my pregnancy. I'd found out I was pregnant. I'd gone to the doctor with my girlfriends um, and then I guess had to tell him and that was a a hard time telling people. Um, And unfortunately I had not one positive response um, at the time. So once um, I sort of spent some time reflecting and deciding what I wanted to do. Um, people did start to to encourage me. I had this one um, young couple who um, I'd sort of done some stuff at uni with and we're still friends to this day and they said, you know, whatever you want to do, we'll support you. But apart from that, I really didn't have much support. And when you're feeling like... Um, you're trying to make a brave decision. You're pr- trying to change your life and step up a bit, um, take some responsibility and pursue something that feels huge. Um, it's really important to have supports in place to to help you achieve that in a healthy way. And when you don't have that, it's pretty scary and isolating place to get to be. For me, I went... Um, uh, to the Salvation Army and uh, I'd been there a couple of times um, as a teenager and uh, they supported me quite well and um, two people from there became my birthing partner, my birthing partners and my daughter was born in the November 
Um, I think she was she was actually born on uh, Melbourne Cup Day, and I sort of tell the story that the um, the race ran, my waters broke, I gave birth, <laughs> and everyone was happy. Um, it was a pretty good public holiday, um, and from there I started to realise that motherhood wasn't just you know birthing a baby and mm. saying well done birthing. <laughs> Birthing a baby is just um, one small moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to understand that um, my story, my life was just one of many, that my story was being replayed in the lives of thousands of women in this nation. And I think it's absolutely not okay that as a society we are achieving great things and yet we are still um, leaving women alone through motherhood. We are leaving women uh, at risk of depression because they're isolated, they're scared, um, and they're trying to, often trying to, um, overcomes significant obstacles, especially if they have a, um, they're especially if they're vulnerable women, and you know, especially with social media now, we're we're very quick to accuse, we're very quick to share opinions. But what does it say about a society that's so um, so condemning, yet we're not actually taking responsibility ourselves? As a society, we're not actually saying we are participating in creating a society that allows this to happen. So I think it's up to us uh, to actually take that responsibility and say, you know what, we're going to walk alongside you and ensure that you're getting the support. And that's why the Babes Project began, because we're no longer okay with a society that leaves women alone and unsupported. And so we began in 2009. Um, we were, I started on my own and met a couple of mums along the way and they joined me and we wrote a constitution with kids at our feet at the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea what we were doing. Um, and we began and we spent two and a half years researching, learning, gathering information, gathering people, creating a sense of tribe and purpose. And then we launched our, we opened our first building in uh, in uh, Croydon and that's got a, a, good, a, a good story, I guess. Um, it was a pawn shop and now it's a pregnancy centre. So it's kind of ironic. Um, but that, <laughs> that's really... That was the beginning of the Babes Project. Oh, that's such an amazing story. Um, and that, yes, when you've got a little kid in tow and you've probably got less time on your hands than before, but you just feel driven because you're in that, you know, in that situation and you want to help others. That's that's such an amazing start. Thank you. So can you really describe for us who the Babes Project helps and what are some of the key ways it supports mums-to-be and new mums? And I'd love you to share, yeah, really specifically those services that you provide. Yeah, sure. I think um, because my experience really never 
left me, we wanted to make sure we weren't just going um, ahead with a, a nice idea. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, like going through my own experience, I started to understand that, you know, lots of people did very well-meaning things, but they um, there was a disconnect between services provided and what women actually needed. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it creates a space that says we are we are doing something about it, um, but it actually is all band aid. Mm-hmm. It's nothing holistic. It's nothing empowering. Um, and so what we wanted to create was something more holistic, something that really dug deep into the needs of women, what they wanted, not just what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, for, I guess for us, it was important to take time to hear uh, what women we were experiencing, um, learn about what was available and because we don't want to rep- replicate um, other programs either and, and then develop, yeah, I guess develop something really healthy. So um, we have two centres now. So Croydon was opened in 2012. Frankston was open in 2016 and we recently um, created a a national program so women can call our triage nurse and um, our triage worker and she will work with them remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, And that program, it's a full perinatal program. So that goes from any time from conception till baby's first birthday. Mm -hmm. And um, you know when you go to hospital and you're having a baby, now it's so complicated to book into hospital. Mm-hmm. It, and that whole process um, of booking in and then getting to your appointments, they're super quick appointments. Midwives have sort of dot points of what they need to, information they need to share. And women come out feeling overwhelmed and thinking, gosh, I didn't get to ask what I wanted to ask. I don't really know what she meant there, but I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to feel silly. Um, And then you add women who already potentially feel quite a lot of shame, feel scared that they might have uh, children removed from their care, feel overwhelmed at how to actually birth a baby and dealing. I mean, that's most of us, but yeah, um, no, no, no. I, I, I know what you're talking about because with my first, every appointment I came out of, I was in tears and you know, that was with me still having my, you know, loving supportive partner with me, but I still felt overwhelmed. Like I don't even know what they were talking about in that appointment. And I walked out going, I didn't ask any questions and I had all the questions before I walked in. So yes. Oh my goodness. Keep going. Sorry. No, no, that's great. Cause it, it's real. That's what it is most real. of us. And, um, and what we started to notice was women would um, we would go to some of the appointments with women early in the early days and um, we would hear them be given information. But then when we were birthing with them, mm-hmm. um, a, a midwife would say, oh, do you know about this or do you know about that? And they'd say no. And we were like, huh, we were there when she heard that information. But because of everything that's going yeah. on, she wasn't yeah. digesting it. Mm-hmm. And so what it's doing is actually just um, 
compounding that sense of feeling overwhelmed. Um, so all our program is about taking the information that she needs, that women need, mm-hmm. and putting it into bite-sized pieces and delivering that one-on-one with her in a really holistic context so she can sit with her workers that she knows that she's built relationship with mm-hmm. in a safe environment and she can hear that information again and she can ask questions as we go. She can direct how that appointment goes. She can learn in a healthy way. Um, and we're not actually just adding to, you know, that, that sense of being overwhelmed. And then we actually partner that with the workshop. So she can learn about, um, you know, how to care for her baby, how to birth her baby, a healthy pregnancy, um, whilst also um, accessing our workshops like pediatric CPR, food and nutrition, baby massage. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do a beautiful one um, and that's called Day with a Newborn. And so women come and, and they learn how to bath their baby. They learn what the first few days will be like, first few weeks, first few months. Oh. They do nap changes, sleep, safe sleeping. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, that's good. And that's exactly, yes, what you need as a mother because there is a lot of focus on pregnancy and birth and, you know, that's all an important element. But as soon as that baby comes out, you're sort of like, what do I do now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that's, again, what we learned because we um, worked with a young woman Mm. and come through foster care. So hadn't really had her own family or any model of um motherhood at all had not been around young children Mm -hmm. um and was doing a great job with the resources she had but we birthed with her in hospital um we just were there because she had no one else to be with her and um you know it was a beautiful moment and she did really well we left the hospital visited the next day and she's, she said to me, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I need your help. And I said, sweetie, what's wrong? And, and she said, I've been waiting for you. I, I can't ask the nurses, but I don't know how to put her nappy on. Aww. And I thought, yeah, like something so simple. Yeah. And we just, she was one of our first babies born into the program. And we just hadn't, we'd been so engaged with teaching her big, skills you know this is how you parent or this is how you birth a baby that we'd actually forgotten the importance of those little things um so now that's in our program that's a big Uh, one now and you know what and and if you've never done it before like how would you know how to do it and how would you know to fluff out the sides because it doesn't say that on the thing (laughs) oh my god I I totally And the wetness indicator as well. I didn't know that. Someone told me six weeks after my baby, they're like, do you know the wine changes on there to indicate that their nappy is pretty full, you need to change it? It's like, no, I did not know that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And so with the programs, are they coming to you, they can come in at any point of their pregnancy. So if someone came to you, it wouldn't matter if they came to you when they were first pregnant or if they're six months in. Yeah, uh, so we um, definitely keep it open to anyone for anyone to access um, mm-hmm. the service when they need. Um, we will take up to three months postnatally, 
but we would tend to keep that for people who are in in desperate need because our program actually works a lot better the longer they're engaged mm-hmm. uh, because then they also access our lunches and social programs so they actually build their own community as well um, and and so we try to get them in as soon as women in as soon as possible mm-hmm. um, but absolutely can uh, try to get in yeah whenever they can at the moment unfortunately we have a waiting list at Croydon uh, mm-hmm. because we're, yeah. we're just so full yeah yeah and so how, how do they find out about you or how did they get into those programs? Uh, so we have uh, quite a high referral from uh, local hospitals. Okay. Um, and that's That probably surprised us and it really says to us that there's a huge need because hospitals are um, overwhelmed and needing more more services uh, for women. So that, that did surprise us, but they're a big referrer um, and also uh, other other support services refer to us but women can actually refer themselves or um, family members can mm-hmm. um, we always need women's consent we won't if if you know someone says oh I'm going to send someone to your program well that person actually has to make contact because mm-hmm. you know, we can't make decisions for other women um, she needs to want to be part of it so um so, yeah, lots of ways to refer. Women, a, a lot of women just message us over Facebook over our or over our uh, website um, and just say, hey, you know, I'm this many weeks pregnant and need help and we get our beautiful uh, triage worker, Emma, to give them a call and we go from there. Are you currently searching for early childhood services and haven't found the right one? What if I told you there was a local service that could help you with the daunting process? Well, you're going to love hearing about my latest podcast partner, Lookout Early Childhood Advisors. They are kindly sponsoring this episode of Mamas on a Mission, and I'm so glad they are because all mamas with little ones need to know this one-of-a-kind service exists. Lookout Early Childhood Advisors strive to help you and your family find the most suitable early childhood care for your child's individual needs and interests. If you're feeling unsure of where to place your child or children in care, they aim to help take the guesswork out for you. Their services include an informative summary of high quality early childhood services in your chosen areas, guidance regarding Centrelink information, two emoji, hands up in the air for this one, trust me, or you can go a step further and have an advisor accompany you on tours of services. How amazing to have someone there who knows the right questions to ask whilst assessing the suitability. I know you're also going to love knowing that their packages are super affordable for families. Yes! When it comes to choosing the right place to care for your child, get in touch with Lookout Early Childhood Advisors. You'll find more information about their services and prices via their site, www.lookoutecaa.com.au. I'll also have the link on my site on this podcast episode page. And so with the women that you're helping, is there a particular criteria of of who you would then accept into the program? How, How does that sort of work? Uh, we try to keep that as flexible as possible. Mm, we, okay. We, 
Yeah, we feel like there's so many services that, you know, you're not eligible for because you're yeah. too young, too old, in a different area. You know, it, it just doesn't um, work for us. So mm-hmm. um, we try and keep it open as much as possible, but we do say that, you know, once you once we tell you a bit about our program, you need to be able to engage with that program. Otherwise, you're just really taking up a space and you're not... Um, you're not accessing the program properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do need to attend appointments as much as you can and, and that sort of thing. But um, And the hard thing is for us now that, um, you know, we are only in Frankston and, and Croydon, mm-hmm. um, which, which is a challenge for a lot of women who aren't in those areas. But in saying that, we do have an app now and then we've got our triage our triage worker who um, also works with remote women. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. We'll talk about the app a little bit later. Um, So could you share for us then, with all the help that you're doing, what have been some of the major challenges that you've faced when you're trying to help mums through the BAPES project? And what are some of the key lessons that you've learned from that? Uh, I... We, yeah, I, we have had so many challenges. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, there's that popular thing going around Instagram at the moment that says we can do hard things and we've had that um, in our, um, you know, language for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think often when you think something's too hard, you actually sometimes can take it as a sign that it's not meant to be. But I think we've actually learned to, to press through those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um one of them would be that a lot of people talk to us about, you know, what about extending it beyond one year? What about the dads? What about this? What about that? And what we've had to learn is, look, the need is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be endless if we just kept adding on and expanding our reach and um, to, to help more people. Mm-hmm. Um, what we needed to learn was how to how to be really good at what we do and then stick to it yes um and it's really hard when yeah. some women don't want to leave the program when their baby's one yes because um, you only go up until one don't you yeah 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 so we're we're really in that perinatal space which is until one mm-hmm. um and we didn't have it initially, um, but then we started to see that it was better for women to, I guess, have it sit with us at the end of their time with us and feel like they've achieved something with us and feel like they can move on really in a healthy way and connect with other um, community groups, whether it's play groups or whether it is something a bit more high level um, to engage with her needs. But, um, yeah, we did find pretty quickly that we needed to sort of move women on so that they weren't getting stuck in this mm. space. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of vulnerability and, and sort of crises happening in this space for some of our women. Um, and so we wanted to help women move through that and. Em- really empower and equip them for a a great future um but it is really challenging when you know we've got some beautiful women with amazing stories and they're like I don't want to leave and we're like yeah yeah that's that's been a challenge um but there's amazing other services um that can do that and and same with the dads thing like we really believe that men need support too um but that's 
not our space. Um, mm-hmm. We believe in, in a safe space for women, which unfortunately for a lot of women, um, males can't be included in that because, you know, they've suffered abuse or um, or something of the of that nature. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just stick to the to the, the female zone for that one as well. Um, yeah. And probably another challenge that we've faced is, um, you know, like as women, we tend to be really good at um, rescuing people. And, you know, we've often said, oh, we just want to take this young girl and take her home and give her a yeah. bed and a bath and look after it. And um, that's really hard because that's not, that's not helpful. It might be helpful in the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the long term, uh, you know, we need to empower, we need to, to help women become resilient for their whole lives, not just um, feeling better in a moment. Um, but that's super, super challenging. Um, and, you know, it also creates, I think, that rescue space. It puts it back on you and that's not healthy, mm-hmm. like about me and I can help her and I can you know I've got all the answers and and really what we need to be doing is honoring her story her experience and helping her understand her values and decide how she wants to to live her life and 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 so it's a bit more about yeah that empowerment um, instead of rescuing yeah yeah oh my goodness yes that would be so hard um and what about, I guess, with these programs that you're offering, they're free. Is that correct? Absolutely. I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're we're really passionate about removing obstacles and yeah. you know if finance is one of them, um, you know, I mean that's never got never we're never gonna charge for our program at all. Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess obviously with with your organisation, it is really about how you're using the limited resources that you have in order to help as many people as you can. Absolutely. And I think we do pretty well. Like you come to any of our spaces. I don't know if you can see, if people look up um, some of our social media, Mm. we do a lot with very little. Our spaces um, are beautiful. We've been um, really deliberate in creating spaces that feel um, lovely for women so that they can feel safe and calm and um, like it's somewhere they want to come to and bring their child to. So, yeah, we've we've got very little but we do a lot with it and that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. And so so for the Melbourne mums that are sitting here and listening and saying, oh, my goodness, this is amazing, perhaps this is the first time they've heard about the Babes Project um, or they've been in a similar situation in the past and they're like, I want to help with this, what are the ways that they can get involved and support your work? Yeah, so we um, we have lots of ways. I think there's probably three main ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to make sure those three ways um, sort of target people's capacities. So uh, one of those is financial. So we do have our full tax deductibility. Um, and we have this really cool um, thing at the moment, which is called our 600 Club. 
And so anyone who donates um, more than 600 a year, um, you can do that like 50 a month, I think it is, um, mm-hmm. actually part, becomes part of this little group where you just hear more stories, more impact. Um, it, they become sort of our tribe. Um, and that's pretty. That's a pretty sweet space. So that you can actually donate or become part of that through the donate section on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, any more than that, six hundred is um, included. Um, and yeah, we love all do- and appreciate all donations. So that's one. Um, I think what women are really great at, especially if they're at home with young children, is um, chucking something um, in their shopping basket while they're out um, and so for, for someone else in need. And so we've created a few campaigns um, that makes it easy for mums to shop for other mums in need. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that's open at the moment is Christmas Love. Um, and this one's beautiful because we started to understand that a lot of our women are alone on Christmas Day and they have no one buy them a present oh like Uh yeah (laughs) and they've poured everything into creating a nice Christmas for their baby and Mm -hmm. so their baby has things but they they don't have anything or they have very little so this program or this campaign sorry is Christmas love we actually ask all our women a range of questions like what's your favorite color what do you do in downtime what's your size and then um the community pick registers for that campaign picks a tag we send them a tag of a of a woman and they shop um they fill a little box um and bring it back to us and we give it to her as her christmas present so oh my goodness that's amazing so where can where can they register for that information on the website Yes, so that one's up on the website now um, and it will be through the blog. If you look at our social media, it'll have all the links to that. Okay. Um, Can't find it. It'll be on the blog. Yeah, and so do they send that to you? They can send that in the post or they deliver it to you? uh... Yeah, so that can either be um, the contents mailed in or they can Mm -hmm. um, drop off at one of our zones and we, we... um, that all that information is on the website as well. So it's not just this year, it's the first time it's not just at our centres. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, some people actually just send in some gift cards so that we can do the shopping for some for some of those women if they're, because uh, um, we have interstate supporters. So that's yeah. amazing as well. Um, and that's really beautiful because we have the Christmas parties and some women open their gift then. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you watch others keep it aside for Christmas Day and it's just, oh, you sit there and just think, wow, like, yeah, I'm really glad she has something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's beautiful. Uh, and then the third one is is our volunteering. Um, we have a really great volunteer team and we love them <laughs> and we depend on them. We, we try to not say volunteering so much. It's sort of like unpaid work because the requirement is quite high. Okay. Um, yep. What, what sort of things are they doing with you? Yeah, so if people want to work with women, that's where, you know, we do require quite a lot um, that mm-hmm. they need to do a six-hour shift a week and they're working in the centres. They do training. 
with us um, and the intake process is quite thorough mm-hmm. uh, and that that intake will be open again in uh, early next year in Jan- late January 2019 so that will be on our website as well under volunteering um, or I think it's under join our team and then potentially in December this year we'll have um, an intake for just our events team um, or admin team. So um, that one isn't working directly with women. That one's sort of the backside, back, well, that's a terrible word, isn't it? The back end. Of, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but still yeah, important. But, yeah, absolutely. And we have lots of fun in admin as well. So <laughs> we try and keep everyone engaged. And, and we do look, we do see, uh, see the women um from time to time as well so yeah so there's probably the best three ways that women uh, people can engage with with today's project and do you have so i know if somebody's listening you know at this point when the episode has been released do you have other they might be listening in the future so do you have other annual campaigns yeah absolutely obviously yeah um, you know we're never going to say no to financial um uh, donations so our mm-hmm. end of financial year is a big campaign and then we yeah. have um, similar to Christmas love we have the Equipa mum uh, campaign and that one runs all year we, okay we highlight it in August but it's always on our website um, and women can pack a nappy bag or a new mum's basket for women oh, um, that's really yeah. nice and it's really cool because, yeah. like, women know what women need. And yeah. so we get these nappy bags in and they're like, oh, I bought her this uh, wrap because I used it and I loved it and it's great because of this and it's great because of that. And we always have a giggle because we're like, this is the best. Like, you yeah. know, we actually have women thinking about what other women might like or need and that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that, is that is that filling it with stuff that they need like immediately after they have the baby? Is that the type of yeah items well, that you, you want? Yeah, you can choose. You can do nappy bag, which is her hospital bag for baby. Yeah, um, or you can do the basket, which is her her the basket filled with things for after baby. Yeah. Oh so. wow! Wow. Okay, I need to put one together because. I've come across so many amazing businesses that are run by Melbourne mums and they just create the most amazing things that you need to have for your baby because the best oh, things are created by mums. Um, and I love to, when I go to baby showers, I actually put something together for the mum and not the baby because I'm like, they'll get so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. but you do, you, 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 need, you need things for yourself as well as, uh, taking care of newborn but you're right people know they're like this is the best swaddle this will help your baby self-settle <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's always fun um, we learn so much by what comes in the door for that campaign yeah. we're like oh this is a cool product you know yes cool for us. So, yeah. yeah oh my gosh so that that happens all year round people can make up those hampers the nappy bags at any point yeah, absolutely. And I think actually because last financial year we supported uh, 240 women, I think, and so um, we need more and more of those all yeah. the time because we're just, 
we just go through them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a really important part of what we do. The nappy bags are used as tools to um, discuss and prepare for hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do really need those those um, those products. So, yeah, that would be great. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to tell people about that and also to put one together myself. I, yeah, that would be such a lovely thing to do. Um, okay. So I'd love to hear now actually about the app. So you mentioned it a little bit before. Can you tell us um, some of the key features? Yeah, sure. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, um, we really believe in making information for women more digestible and easy to understand. So. Um, we also could, I guess, see that, you know, when they're sitting with us or sitting in hospital um, in appointments, they're saying, yes, yes, I understand, but we want um, that information to be available for them when they go home. So the app really is um, basic information that we teach um, in an app version. Um, Hopefully it'll be Android soon, but at the moment it's only iOS. We're working on that. Um, and so that really is lots of information, uh, yeah, about pregnancy, birth and early parenting. Um, and it's got a really cool, um, little belly tracker in there as well. And, uh, that's really important to us because especially for vulnerable women, um, who might feel a sense of shame around their pregnancy, they don't take a lot of photos. And I, yeah, and they just don't feel like it's, yeah, whether they, it's about themselves or about the pregnancy, they don't take a lot. I've got two of my pregnancy. Um, so we encourage women to take these, um, yeah, their belly photos. And then, um, at the end of their pregnancy, they can push a little button on the app and it time lapses their photos. Yeah, it's really cool, really cool. So, um, yeah, we love that that um, feature on the app as well. Oh, that would be such a, yeah, like a really nice moment to, to celebrate all that they've been through and to really see that, that journey. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. So we're pretty proud of that one. And so where can, where can they find the app? Where is it's it available? available? Yeah. yeah, it's available in the Australian App Store and it's okay. free. Um, and it's just a great way that, I mean, even people who are interstate women who are using our service, they can now connect with us through that. Um, so that's really, yeah, it's been a really nice part of our growth and, you know, addressing some of the needs of women without us having to open more centres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, and so with everything that you've achieved with the Babes Project, what are you most proud of? Yeah, that's a really tough question. <laughs> like we just feel, um, yeah, proud of our tribe for stepping up. But I think um, I'm probably personally most achieve, most proud of um, achieving a book. So we mm-hmm. uh, launched we launched our book last year, um, and it's called Rewriting Motherhood. And we felt really strongly that we need to rewrite motherhood to be um, less about fitting a perfect picture of of um, who we are as mothers and more about 
honoring stories, learning from each other, um, and and really uh, giving women a space to to share. And so we just started with um, ten women who'd been through our program. Mm-hmm. Um, we went into their homes. We took a poet, a photographer, and we interviewed them and we took photos. And it was just the most breathtaking thing ever, like just to hear women tell the grit of their stories Mm -hmm. and then we put it into this book and to see them receive it back to them because they all got a copy and all got their poem from the poet and their photos. And suddenly they're seeing this story that, has been so hard for them, so challenging and that has been like littered with shame and just, you know, heartache. And then it's, they tell it and then it's received beautifully. Like we, they're telling it to someone and it's, it just, you know, they're, they're having it come back to themselves in an honoring way. Like we, we honor your story. We, we want to, you know, tell you you're brave and this is great, like you're amazing. And that was just amazing to see them, um, I guess, just feel proud of what they've achieved. So for us, giving them space to tell their story was was really cool. And so we, we launched that book in Parliament last year, in Victorian Parliament, because we feel that our legislators need to hear from women, not just make legislation based on nothing um yeah yeah and and put put a face behind it absolutely yeah Mm. and and we need to give more room for women to tell their stories so absolutely (laughs) yes oh my goodness and that book is available on your website isn't it it is yeah we've just got a store on the website so that's yeah yeah so people can purchase that um oh that's so so beautiful yeah 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 that book goes to every women get a pregnancy pack when they first come to us and we mail mm-hmm. these packs out as well um to any any women in need that um are referred and uh when you buy when you purchase one of those books uh you're purchasing one for those pregnancy packs as well <gasps> oh that's amazing yeah so that's yeah nice. oh and uh, you've already achieved so much and so much to be proud of and is is there more things that you're you're really hoping for and you know with with more time or finances you're hoping to achieve through the babes project yeah like we always say here that we'll never stop until all (laughs) women in australia know that they can access support um so it's just about creating those pathways for support for women so it does mean now that we're we are a national organisation. It does mean that we are looking to increase or open more centres, increase um, you know our ability to do that one-on-one support. Um, and so we'll we'll just continue along that path. Yeah. We we we've got we're never short of a dream here, so that's yeah. always good. Um, but definitely continue to grow and expand um, to help more women. Oh, excellent. Well, Helen, thank you so much for sharing all of this with me. And I can't wait to share it with the Motherhood Melbourne community. I know that they're going to be behind it and hopefully um, involved in one of your campaigns. 
Thanks so much for having me, Chrissy. Oh, excellent. Thank you. What a mission. If you'd like to get involved with the Babes Project, I know you're a gem like that. I'll have all the links on the episode page on Motherhood Melbourne. Now, unfortunately and fortunately, all of the gift boxes for the Christmas Love campaign that we were chatting about are now allocated. However, you can register your deets to be notified about next year. So after you've done that, join me on Insta and Facey to chat about this episode and what you're getting out of Mamas on a Mission. You'll find me under Motherhood Melbourne on socials. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with me.